Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We invite you to listen and grow to this power business and lifestyle magazine show. With hosts Paul and Debris, experts in business, leadership, and lifestyle. Skilling yourself into a successful you. Emotions are your value. And your value is your business. UK Health Radio. We are up and running. Yes, we are. Today's show. No? Today's show. I needed to do that twice. That's like New York, New York. Did the Today Show twice exactly the same. It has that much status because of the man I got with me today. He is not just a guest. He is not just a friend. We are brothers. We are spooners of information. We are people who collaborate on a level of levellessness that even the universe can't reach. That's the chap I have with me today. I consider him a, a friend brother. We can say that, friend, brother. What do they call it? They call it a, a man something. I can't remember the name of it, but I'm sure this person will remind me. But why do I have this amazing mind coming on with me today? Because you know what? This chap here, he knows the process of thinking. He knows the process of feeling. He knows the process of doing. I mean, this man has been around, you know what I mean? He's been around, he's fed. He's had a couple of loaves of bread and a few fish and fed the tens of thousands. He's done it many a times, but it wasn't crumbs of food. It was crumbs of information. He give it out and people are just always trailing behind, picking up his loose thoughts. Because that's how valuable this man is to the think world. The think world, absolutely. I love him to bits and he won't mind me practicing his bragging rights for him. He really won't. And I've managed to get this beautiful man on UK Health Radio today, all the way from the US of A. Look at that man for presentation. Radio show today from the US of A. I'm actually getting used to presenting. I'm getting relatively good at it four years in. Do you know what I mean? But I'm loving it. And the man I have here today, do you know what? If I was a woman and I wanted to get married, this is the chap I would marry. I know every day I would be comfortable French kissing this man. I know I would if I was a woman, by the way. But, you know, hey, 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 I'm not choosing sexing for anybody. I'm just coming in on a bit of small talk with my buddy here as we are. And let me bring, actually, let me first of all touch on my week. Because I've had a full-on couple of weeks. It's been amazing. I mean, I have loads, loads. Go to my YouTube channel. Paulie's Business Design. Go to their Lifestyle Design YouTube channel. I have got so many new series happening there. I've got Susan Taff. I've got Lee Tony Ware. And we got Ian Bickle coming in. There's all kinds of stuff happening on that channel. I mean, God, ladies and gents, I'm uploading about three or four videos a week now because of the amazing people I've got working with me. But here's the thing. I have to monetize the channel or I can't keep it going. Yes, Deb said to me, Paul, how are you invoicing your chit-chat on YouTube? As she looks me dead in the eye and says, because I know where you are with these little projects. You go off on your presenting tangent and you don't think, well, how am I going to monetize this? Don't worry, ladies and gents. I've got my YouTube manager all the way from Bangladesh. Yes, all the way from Bangladesh. I like to reach out. She's on there doing all her magic in the background. The channel is growing, but let me go. Paul Reese Lifestyle Business Design, YouTube, self-plug. I don't care. Call it dirty. I'm going to do it all day long. Subscribe, like, comment, all those things. Will I get back to you? Providing I'm not out of my bike, absolutely. But in the meantime, here I am, UK Health Radio. Come back to my loyalty to this beautiful station. I love it. Johan, I love you to bits. He's the owner, by the way. Let me come back in and bring this down a bit in a sense of let me just... 
let me just merge my energy with the energy of the man I have on the screen with me. Because here's the thing. When he comes in, he has this, this subtleness but powerful presence about him. When people say, oh, I'm in the moment. No, this man made in the moment. People say, oh, I'm present. This man made being present. Because he gets people. You cannot, you cannot fake it till you make it in front of this person because he will get you. He will understand what you, he will know. He will know when you're falsifying something because that's what he does. You know what I mean? Cover your assets. This man knows how to cover everything. He's a beautiful person. Let me bring him in. The man I love more than anybody except for, hmm, except for, I can't think of anybody. So that means he's top of my love ladder. Here is Mr. Dan Goodwin. Let me bring this beautiful morning. Don, how are you? Oh, <laughs> thanks, Paul. I'm still, I'm still struck on our, uh, our, our imagined bromance and then uh, French kissing. I'm, still, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'm just, uh, you've thrown me off my game, I think, because uh, I, I wasn't prepared for that piece of it, or at least that visual. I'll say it that way. But thank you. Thank you, my friend. You, you know, you know, it, you know, it's, it's reciprocal. You know, you know, I, uh, I love you too, man. I love you too, man. <laughs> Do you know, I, you, I, you, I, that for the first time about, I know it must be about 17 years ago because I, I in in the, about 15 years ago, well, longer than that, I used to do a lot of um, what they call uh, retreats. So I, me, me, me and Deb did a lot of retreats. People would fly in from America into Canada and they would spend the whole week with us and we'd do all kinds of, of you know, events, meditating, loads of stuff went on. I remember this, this American chap, I can't remember his name. And I took him to the airport and he looked me dead in the eye and he says, Paul, I love you, man. And that was the first time a chap told me they loved me on the sense of we just love me. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, what an experience. It was beautiful for someone other than your wife to tell you they loved you, but not in a kind of romantic way. It was like a soul to soul thing. And Dan, I love you. Right. A soul to soul, man. I do. Right. Because of what you offer. Well, like, like, Likewise, I you know I appreciate you too, Paul. I have a friend that uh, you you know your your guy friends. So some are some are comfortable when you see him. It's it's hugs, especially if you haven't seen him for a while. Some are some are just shaking hands, right? So I have one of my business partners here in, in the states, and uh, he is one that uh, gets a little uncomfortable, and so deliberately. I will give him a big hug and not let go and then whisper in his ear and I'll say, now let me know when this gets uncomfortable. And he says, he's like, get off me, get off me, let me go. So I, I, it's a big joke. It's a big joke because he knows I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it. And it's just one one of those things that, uh, you know, it, you got to be comfortable with yourself and who you are. And, uh, you know, I, now I wouldn't do that to a total stranger, obviously, but, but he and I have been around for, uh, you know, we've been, we've been business partners for over 10 years. So anyway, that's, now, me, that's my me, story. Let on me recap with our audience here. Okay. Is, uh, you know, 19 years in corporate, 15 years of consultancy trained in interview and interrogation techniques. Um, your business is called, of course, uh, um, consulting, which, no, sorry, CYA consulting, which is cover your assets. Um, so you're someone that, you know, really appreciates what our people presence. I'm going to say you get the layers of people because that's what you do for a living. Let's go back, you know, interview and interrogation techniques, you know. I'm not sure I'd want to be married to you, but here's the thing is that, you know, critical thinking, critical presence, critical body language, all these things are a part of your radar. But let's 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 flip this up and say, you know, whilst we get what it is you do, we are realizing that the business community, the way business functions has changed. You know, we're on the same networking environment, and certainly that's very different to the networking environment as people would see it. And we could say that interviewing is different to what interviewing was 
10, 15 years ago. You can see even interrogation, you know, finding finding those those individuals that have created disappointment in business, and I'm putting it softly here, you know, is different because how clever we are now in camouflaging who we are as people. You know, we become so hardened to falsifying who we are as individuals because digital technology has given that, that opportunity to practice that on a daily basis. When you think about what you do for a living now, you know, interrogation and interviewing techniques, I mean, Dan, surely there's been a, there's a shift in human behavior, human protection, you know, how we falsify who we are, um, how genuine we are, how authentic we are. You know, has there been a whole shift in this in the last easily 10 years, we would say? Yeah, and I, you know, and I've been I've been out of the corporate game for almost uh, let's see, sixteen years now. Mm-hmm. And when when I when I went to the interview and interrogation school in Chicago back in '95, yeah, we were still everything was pretty analog. Uh, so technology has jumped us forward as far as the ability to retrieve information, assimilate information. Uh, create outcomes, create questions as you prepare to go into uh, an investigation or an interview. And by the way, we w- working for corporate, we didn't use the word interrogation. <laughs> so it was just uh, that's that's a little too heavy handed. Uh, that would that creates legal issues sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, I, I visiting with people. Right. I mean, I just visit with people and, and get information. Here's here's what I know, Paul, that no matter how the tech pieces go, no matter how much technology advances, AI will never trump human intuition. Mm-hmm. So when you have the ability to read people uh, in real life and even on a Zoom screen, uh, that is, that's a powerful gift. Yeah. And, you know, I'm able to basically look through the screen or across the table or at the conference table in a conference room somewhere and look through the layers of fluff or deception Mm -hmm. and get right down to the nitty gritty. That's, that's what, that's my superpower. And that's how I help my consulting clients. Let's think about deception because deception is, is a thousand layers with a thousand intensities. You know, and, and it's like the word deception is like a chameleon. It can certainly mix and join the colors of any, any environment, any attitude, any personality, any purpose. Deception can. And deception, of course, is, is an emotion that we adopt from our childhood. So the level of how we play out deception is something we grow up with and becomes then our signature within our life unless we actually meet people like yourself, Dan, that have, you know, that are in the high influencing environment because you are, you're a think leader. Um, and what you say fractures people's perception of what we say, what deception is, or people's perception of what they bring in to life. You have a natural ability to do that. Now, how... So when we look at, you know, the word deception is it's such a protected, loyal emotion. Also, people are loyal to deception as much as they protect it. Do you think? Bit of a sure, deep sure, because once you buy, yeah, once you buy into the lie that you're telling, you will defend that at any cost. You don't want to be called out on that. Right. You don't want to wow. be brought to uh brought to to task on something like that and the 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 challenge is the challenge for me because i'm not i'm not going to speak for anyone else the challenge for me when i'm working with people is for them to get real with themselves they don't have to get real with me yeah (laughs) that's easy because but I, i lead those people to find the answers they already know, the outcomes they already know, because someone has told them 
it should be different. And internally, they know they know how this is going to. They they know the answer. I am just there to help them get real and verbalize the answer. Then they can choose to take action or inaction, and then they can choose to be accountable wow. to their okay. own thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and outcomes. Let's think about this, Don, because, you know, when we put deception, lie, and accountability in a row or even try and marry them together, that means that you're gonna you're going through layers of someone's history in order for in order to get them realigned themselves to be we could say truthful to the circumstances they're in or the reason for the circumstances they're in. Let's let's even take it out of that interrogating environment or interviewing environment almost. Let's look at this in the business world. Let's look at the you know the word deception and how we layer this in the business world and i don't want to be negative here but let's think about it you know deception can start at the very early place of networking you can start deception can start there how real is that person being you know then it can come in the place of you know are you are you decepting if these are even if that's even a word are you deception to yourself are you being disloyal to you by we could say i run a business but you know what I just don't know how to charge correctly for myself. So now you've been disloyal to you. You know, let's look at relationships within business. You know, again, deception, lie, accountability, bringing those together. When you think about that, you think about how a Zoom, because Zoom doesn't let us read everybody the way we would if we're in the same room. How is Zoom allowed for that camouflage? Of what is, and I, I know this isn't about negativity here. We are talking about real things, deception, lying, accountability. How is Zoom? How is that playing right. out in the business world? The the biggest adjustment I had back in the summer of 2020, as everyone was jumping into Zoom, is how to read the room, right? How to read the energy, how to read the vibration. And, you know, the networking meetings, you can, it, it's easier on Zoom mm -hmm. to represent maybe some somebody, something that you aren't. Uh, so you just recently had a, a podcast, Fake It Till You Make It, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, with our friend Joseph McGuire. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's, his, his is face reading. Uh, Nonverbal is certainly uh, a part of, of every conversation and we do it uh unconsciously as yeah. human beings so when we go to the networking meetings right i mean just from a practical standpoint and you get introduced uh that vibrational energy if, if you're in in tune with yourself and with others you will try and match your brain will try to match the message you're receiving and the behaviors that are being exhibited at the same time. So people say, well, I have a gut feeling. Uh, I didn't like that person. I mean, you've got about three seconds, right, to, to, to absolutely make an impression. And that's just so such a short time. When you realize that, you realize there's nothing to be gained by faking it. You have to be genuine and authentic right from the get-go, not to pretend that you're something that you're not or you're an expert in a field that you're not. I tell my clients all the time, I'm a stay-in-my-lane guy. This is what I can help you with. Anything other than that, we're going to go find somebody that knows how to do this piece of work. Yeah. And you know, when you think about when we think about the, the I'm gonna just bear with me as I as I because as I align to this question a little more. We look at we look at people being real. But then also let's go back to go back to what I'm gonna say is of course the um interrogation, the interviewing, or even the business in itself. You know, how many leaders are true to who they are? to create for a true to who they are workforce. I mean, in your experience, Dan, 
when you are dealing with these situations, you do because you do go in and if I'm if I'm remember from our last conversation, you know, you go in and train people to understand the process of interviewing interrogation because of the amount of deception that happens within the corporate world. I just said that, didn't I? Yeah, the amount of deception that happens in the corporate world. And please put please push back if I'm incorrect here, but you know, we deception comes from deception. Would you agree? Yes, because you have to, when you deceive somebody or you flat out lie about something and there's a chance that somebody may find out about that. So you're, you then have to extend the deception with another one to justify the first deception and it's a slippery slope. It's just, it's a snowball, right? Yeah. So when I talk to people the the issue is we have to cut that off at earliest possible convenience and sometimes inconvenience. We just have to say, nope, I'm not buying what you're selling. And we need to figure out the facts of this and not what you thought you heard, not what you uh, are twisting what you heard. We need to actually just sit down and process this to make sure that we have a complete understanding. The The other issue of that, the communication part of that, is when I go in and teach investigative skills for critical thinking and clarity thinking, is I can give those teams, whether it's a C-suite team or a business ownership team, I can give them the skills to create a common language so that there's no ambiguity in their communications wow. because that that eliminates their excuse like well i thought that's what paul said and there's there's wiggle room right there's interpretation there's nuance so when you have a, a common language and everybody understands that they all go to the same training it really helps them uh to be more direct and that that's a threat to some people because they don't like conflict well, you have to lean into that. What they don't like is divisiveness and name calling. <laughs> so that's really if you if you don't believe that, look at the politics on your side of the pond and my side of the pond, right? Yeah, yeah. So what you want is clear communication. Wow. Let me let me jump in here because we're gonna do something pretty quick, because we're gonna come back into critical thinking, what that looks like. What that looks like now what it should look like moving forward. But we, before we're going to do that, let's, before we, let me get my teeth back in, listeners. It's been a pretty full-on day. Bam, bam, bam. Before we do that, we're going to jump into our first quick commercial and we'll be back in 90 seconds. Boom! UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. The station that makes you feel good. Oh, happy days, man. Yes, I am you with a very handsome, all the way from the US of A, Dan Goodwin. Dan, he's an amazing person. Dan, here we are again. We're in the, I think, I can't really say this is the second half, but it's in between half, quarter and half. I don't even know what you call that. Third? Would you call that a third? I think I think first third, yes. <laughs> first third will do. But we're gonna we're gonna go into and this is such a thrown about word, thrown about words, I should say, or marrying of two words, critical thinking. Now, critical thinking, let's think because when you took you, I mean it's something that you specialize in, it's something you very much you go in and you work with leadership teams and all the good things that come with what you do for a living. But Critical thinking, you know, why do we have to be taught that when effectively we are born with the ability to critically think or we'd not call out for food without knowing the English language, you know, we'd, or without having words, but yet we can cry out for food. We know without having words, we can cry out to be changed, to change our nappy or diaper, you know, to without knowing words, we can call to say we're uncomfortable. These are very much baby screams or baby tears or baby yaps. 
but we know how to critically think. So why is it we have to be retrained in life? A great question. And the answer is because from the young age, we're being programmed. <laughs> so family, friends, religious tradition, community, as, as a kid, we're, we're, learning, we're learning the ropes. Yeah. We're learning how to respond, react, and we do that by observation. So those first formative years, the five years, the seven years, wherever you think that 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 first brain dump happens, right? Mm -hmm. Seven to eight, ten years old, we start to draw our own conclusions and we start to form our own ideas. And then that gets uh, shaped. And then when you when we become teenagers, then uh, the peer pressure starts to come in, right? So we're being programmed by our peers, and we want to fit in. Human beings want to belong, and they want to to feel like they belong. Wow! So we create these de facto groups. So that and uh, you know, I I don't know about you, Paul. When I went to junior high and high school here in the states, you were either in you were a jock, or you were a goth or you were uh, a music person or a band person or a theater person or the chess club, or you were a stoner, right? So you had to pick, <laughs> you had to pick early. And luckily I, I had a, uh, I had a teacher when I was in seventh grade, I was kind of headed down the wrong path, wrong crowd. She saw potential in me and basically changed the course of my life. Wow. Uh, so that that's that's a long answer to your question. How do we get there, or how how do we? It's it's programming. Yeah. We are programmed from a very early age. After we master the basics of, you know, chewing gum, walking at the same time. <laughs> chewing gum. Yeah, so true. Chewing gum and walking at the same time. And, you know, and you, here's the thing is that, yes, for me in school, I just fell in between the cracks of all those choices. I was like in, I was kind of no man's land in school. But I think that, you know, we are born with the ability to critical think, but then I feel we go into critical panic. That critical panic is a place of needing to belong. We could call it critical belonging. Then we could go from critical, critical belonging to, I don't know, a critical need to be loved or a critical chase for life. And that could be, again, another critical need to belong in somewhere. But at some given point, Dan, we, we do need to find ourselves again. We do need to find the critical part of us, which effectively is this full circle. Suddenly I find Paul again. Guess what? I don't remember how to critically think. I've forgotten what that feels right. like because I. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it, it, the, yeah. I do. I do know what you mean, and the whole thing is, uh, at some point. Uh, so, so I was a very curious child, right? I mean, I was the challenge to my to my dad. Uh, my, my my younger brother was very compliant. I was not compliant. I was always <laughs> testing the boundaries, and. Always asking why. I mean, just go sit down, shut up, boy. You're asking too many questions. That that sort of thing. And he didn't yeah. use those exact words, but he would divert. Right? Just go do something else. You know, have you cleaned your room? Is the grass mowed? You know, is the trash out? Blah blah blah. Right? You know. So that was. And I I don't blame him for that. I would I would I had one of those children myself. So I understood <laughs> what he's going through. Here's here's what I know, Paul. Uh, people ask questions for two reasons. They're 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 either fishing for affirmation, like this shirt makes me look awesome, you know, right, Paul? You know, so I'm fishing, or they're they're seeking new data points. And the reason people don't seek new data points is they don't want new information. They've been told all their life what what they should think, how they should think, and uh, not necessarily why they should think it, but they've been definitely told what they should think so if people get new information and they and they wake up in their 30s or their 40s and say who is paul reese who is dan goodwin who am i yeah. sometimes they don't have the skill set to even process that piece of it 
because they've been told by family, friends, church, social media, mainstream media, any social group that they belong to that, hey, Paul, this is who you are. And if you go outside of the box that I have set up for you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, that may impact our relationship. And and people feel that and they don't want the pain of going out and trying to figure out who am I and then who do I really resonate with? Mm-hmm. And am I willing to let go of the past to embrace the future? And being a, a frontline thinker as you are, because let's go back, you are a, a think leader. Let's look at leadership. Let's look at high-end leadership. And, you know, how many within, how many in high-end leadership actually don't have critical thinking skills that are still in, we could say, you know, critical panic because needing needing to be critically liked. That we could use and use the word, you know, um imposter syndrome, critical imposter syndrome. You know, you know, Dan, if we think about it, are we are do are, is it a problem from the top down or is it a problem from the bottom up? When we think about those that are in a position to be critical thinkers, critical leaders, you know, are there more people in the, that are not on the parrot shelf that are further down that actually can think better than those on the parrot shelf? That 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 is a awesome question. There is a great need for executive coaches. A lot of people make their you know, make their promotions on technical skill, mm-hmm. which far outpaces their personal development, their relational development, right? Uh, so that that's one path. And as far as people working from the bottom, the people that have taken the time to DTFW, right, do the fantastic work on themselves mm-hmm. to move forward, can can be ahead of the game and they can be ahead of their bosses whether that's a first line supervisor second level manager third level director fourth level vp or avp that that's one path and those people if they do not feel the love and they're not given the opportunity to advance and they're not uh, given the opportunity to uh, practice their craft or expand their skill set they're going to leave you. Yeah. So the second yeah. type of person is the reactive part is when a psychopath goes to work or a narcissist or a sociopath mm-hmm. that they are smarter than the average bear and they're manipulative that they manipulate those promotions. They will do enough to take credit where they need to and throw everyone else under the bus and it may be very subtle maybe covertly uh but those people eventually will reveal themselves uh and the the only question i have sometimes when i work with business owners is you have to address this now or this person's going to burn your business to the ground i tell you what i find that almost nerve in that you know there are those narcissistic personalities out there that have intentions to manipulate even in that like say corporate employed environment because you know going to any kind of employment is is enough ask of, of yourself in the first place but if you're going there having to accommodate that kind of and you know narcissistic people or behaviors or personalities are very profound in how they piece together their thoughts. And you may think, God, is that is that a compliment? Call it as you wish, but they know how to think in the way that very few people do. Do you, you know, so Yeah, they're we, typically narcissists yeah, are and, and and psychopaths are typically can be very charming, can be highly persuasive, practice a huge amount of influence, uh, but is it for the good of all, or is it for the good of one? That's the question. And and 
if it's the good of one and if other people receive good from it, that's just kind of an oversplash, right? Uh, that wasn't their intention. They were totally focused on their own path. And that that makes uh, that that masks a lot of bad a bad behavior and bad results because oh everything's going great oh our department got this award and but for the narcissist or this or the psychopath it's just a stepping stone to the next step for them and if if everyone else got in benefit well okay that's fine too can, I mean can I say this and I may get whiplashed for this uh, shaken severely. You know, would you say that a narcissistic person that has those behaviors are very intelligent in how they think? They know critical thinking better than most leaders. What's your oh, thought? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A narcissist has... See, I, I used to have this exercise with my clients and say, we're talking about systems, right? And the systems is not my it's not my forte, but I can I can do some rudimentary things. So I said... Think of this. Every time you make decision A and it leads to the outcome of B, let's say 90% of the time, that is a po that that's a, a possibility for automation. So A, 90% B. Now, if you if B 90% of the time leads to the outcome of C, mm -hmm. then can we, with 81% effectiveness, say that A will lead to C 80% of the time? And if that's true and it's not mission critical, are you okay saving X amount of time from going to A to C, knowing that maybe 8% of the time you're going to have to come back and do rework wow. to, to, to get the step that you skipped? And that's how narcissists work. But they always have a backup plan. They always have a story. They always have a reason when something goes wrong and they missed the 8%, right? They missed the 8%. And then that's where it's um, throw someone else under the bus because it's never their fault. Never. I almost want to call a narcissistic person an emotional entrepreneur. <laughs> It's like, you know, that sounds a bit sort of crazy, but it's like they are emotional entrepreneurs because they know how to manipulate well, people what they want. Yeah. Yeah. They're opportunists because they're going to they're going to strike anytime they see an opportunity. They're either going to do it then or they're going to put it in the back of their head so that it, it could be a piece of information. It could be comp compromise, as you know, in the spy world. It could be something that they can use later as leverage yeah. against someone or pers or quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes for everybody listening. <laughs> or they, they could, uh, you know, they could uh, encourage others uh, to come to their way of thinking uh, or this piece of information may get leaked. You know, it may get brought up. And it really, it's all about power and control, Paul. It, it is about exert. So, and I think, I, I think you and I've talked about this. The, the four things for investigations, the four, my, the four drivers that I saw, my experience, it's power and control, uh, power and control, uh, money and sex. So the power and control piece is there. Uh, the, the money piece, people either act from greed or they act from, I can get away with stealing this hundred grand. No one will know the difference. And then the, the sex piece is not really about the intimacy of sex. It's about power and control. So, and, <laughs> and that the fourth one is community and community encompasses it all. Because if you don't comply with whatever the demands are, you're going to get kicked out of the community or the company or whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Wow. Listen, we're going to dive into our final commercial here because I want to come back and dive back into what personal critical thinking looks like and how that adds value into your into your job, into your business and all these wonderful things. So let's dive back, listeners, in about 90 seconds. Happy days. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. 
the station that makes you feel good. Happy days! You're back in with myself, Paul Reese, UK Health Radio, and the wonderful, beautiful, most handsome man in the US of A, Dan Goodwin from CYA Consulting. All to his friends, cover your assets is where we are. And you, we do this also pen and paper. Um, or if not, remember it because it also will go that it goes out at the beneath this show, listeners. Is Dan at CYA Consulting dot services. Let me say that again because I love him. Dan at CYA Consulting dot services. And you'll find Dan all over LinkedIn. You'll see him out there. He's he's kind of everywhere, Dan, aren't you? <laughs> yeah what's the word the uh, ubiquitous ubiquitous i love that word i love saying the word that's <laughs> ubiquitous i want to do this because usually we are we're in, we're in the final quarter but here's the thing i want to just take it take a u-turn here now i learned and this is genuinely from the heart i learned that the only piece of critical thinking i need to remember in my personal life and bear in mind this comes from my personal life, Paul Reese, which is I'm married, I'm in a universal contract, and I'm sure in my heart and every cell I'm in, I'm with I'm with my the person that I love. Now, when I when I got to that place that I realized this is the person I want to love forever, and you know, it wasn't it was instant that I loved her, but the level of and what changed that for me, all your listeners out there is my piece of critical thinking was the realization of. The simple rule to my marriage is, and this rule to my marriage, bear with me, is what then creates a success in my business also. Because if you if you fulfill your true authenticity of yourself to the person you claim you love, then everything else gets rewarded into that. So mine was done. My job is purely to make my wife Deb or Deborah to a mate love Deb. That is it. My job is to every day to make Deb love Deb. And you may think, well, what if Deb already loves Deb? Then my job is to make Deb love more than Deb. And that is it. By that, my realization is, one, I have to have a full level of self-worth to make that happen. And also, it's a, it's a one-way delivery. I expect nothing back. If I get back, that means Deb loves Paul. If I don't get back, that means Deb doesn't love Paul and I've made the wrong choice. So that is it for me. I've realized that critical thinking, make Deb love Deb. And that's it. What's your thoughts? Oh, that's, I think that's awesome. I mean, why wouldn't she love you for that, Paul? I mean, my goodness. Yeah. So my, my hope is <laughs> I, I, I feel like uh, I married up. I think, I think maybe every husband feels like they married up, but I, I get told repeatedly by other people that I married up. So it's confirmation for me. So yeah, that's, that's beautiful to just have Deb love Deb more. Um, and uh, I'm going to think about that. If you think about employment, so you go in, my job is to love my job. So I'm going in, I'm being employed. I'm being says, so use my CV and I go into Dan Goodwin, CYA consulting. I'm going through an interview. You were purchasing me from my CV. Okay, that's his CV. His past fits 70k a year. Here he is. You're in. You're part of CYA Consulting. And what is my job? My job is to purposefully love the job that I'm doing, to love my job. By loving my job, I'm going to give you 100% or 300% turnover in ideas because uh, I'm loving me and my job, which means you've given me the space for me to love who I am which means you're giving me the space for me to share my confidence, my mindset. So if you're paying me 70K, I should be producing 300Ks worth of ideas. Not all come to fruition, but that's critical thinking, meaning that I love, I make Deb love Deb. I make, I make CYA Consulting love CYA Consulting. And the only way I can do that is by sharing my love of what I feel for my job to CYA Consulting. Otherwise, well... I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a profit then, I'm a cost. Do you see? So when we look at, right. when we look at all this in the corporate world, when we look at how this functions, we can even look back and say, 
that child was never given the opportunity to enjoy and love their surroundings. So how can they bring that into a corporate world as a leader, that true authenticity of loving your surroundings, feeling good about the people around them, feeling good about you around you, which in its sense is a deception. Or could I be wrong on this? I, I, I believe, and that's just my belief, uh, my experience has shown that the people that come into a job who have never had that opportunity to really find themselves, they've been dictated to, and we go back to the word programmed, uh, those, those people find it difficult to break outside of that box sometimes. And one of the things I was fortunate in my corporate career was to have a manager who sat me down as a young man and said, Dan, this is how the game is played. This is how you navigate meetings. This is how you navigate corporate politics. And oh, by the way, you need to figure out what you want, right? You need to figure out, is this a long-term? Is this a short-term? Is this a stepping stone? And are you willing to wait for positions to open up for your promotions? I was in a very niche uh, department. There wasn't a lot of movement because everybody got in there and then made a career out of it. So the, back to your your observation is those people need someone to give them the opportunity to have discovery for themselves. I knew you'd come back with something beautiful. I could throw at you my most advanced technical question and you will just lie it out. In fact, you make it look dumb when you come back with your answers. And that's what I love about your time together is that your mind just flies above everything. It is, it's fantastic. And I love that because when we think about it, we think, well, could we reverse our controlled critical thinking that we've been through through those first quarters of our life? Could we reverse that by going into a business role, a career role opportunity? Or do we always have to go through counseling of some sort to figure that out? Because, go on. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So the the counseling, you know, are we are we talking, you know, mentorship, coaching, consulting? Are we talking, you know, therapy? I mean, I, mean, I, think, I, I think there's value in all those. I think you're absolutely right. There's value in all those layers. You know, we could say we, we are going to, you know, a mentor, a coach, consultancy, or, or just, you know, a, a mind friend, because I believe you've got, everybody got mind friends, you've got someone you can resonate with, and you can bounce those things off. Um, because we are far more open as a race now than what we were 20 years ago. You know, the word narcissistic behavior, God, I have, no, I don't even know those words. I didn't know those words existed in my teenage life. Now, you know, there's a nickname called narcs. It's like if you're a narc, it's like, what is that? And this is a nickname for that now. Is is you know, it's crazy, isn't it? How much we've become, I don't know, whether we are deteriorating in a mindset as human beings or whether we're evolving as human beings. And certainly then for someone like yourself from CIA, CYA Consulting, Dan, I'm sure that just makes things even more technically beautiful for you when working with your training clients. <laughs> what? Well, you know, so a couple of things on what you just said, uh, being open, I think the last three years, people have been forced to, to kind of confront that the, the narcissist or the narcs as the cool kids say, whatever, whatever that word you said was, Paul, uh, it's easier to identify these people based on social media. I mean, because they're, they're basically advertising that and uh you know i get told post more post more on post more you know we we all get told that post more about your business post more about your success uh the the thing i always come back to 
is my key question when something doesn't feel right with either a networking event, a conversation, uh, an interaction, uh, a business transaction, whatever that is. When something doesn't feel right, here's my go-to pattern interrupt. And I know you and I have talked about this in the past, but it's how would I know if that wasn't true? So how would I know if that wasn't true? So you can use this in your personal life. You can use this in your business life. This is my gift to your listeners. How would I know if that wasn't true? So in the business life, someone comes to you and says, I've got the greatest widget since sliced bread. And this is what it's going to do for you. This is your email list. This is your webinar schedule. This is your course creation. And you have to go back and ask yourself, how would I know if this wasn't true? Because what that forces you to do is take that thought or that presentation out of your mind objectively and then prove the opposite point of view. And then you've got, of course, there's a lot of business questions. Will this you know, does this fit within my budget? Do I have the time to do take on another project? And then on the personal side of life, uh, if somebody comes to you and says something, and there's, especially if there's emotion involved, Paul, mm-hmm. you say, how would I know if that wasn't true? Because uh, if you start asking those critical questions and you get two layers deep into your questioning and you're met with resistance and emotion and divisiveness and accused of being mean, that means that other person probably hasn't taken the time to do their own critical thinking. And they're just repeating the programming that they have received. Wow, Dan, what a way to end this show. Such a beautiful piece of philosophy. I love it. I love you. We've gone over, but too bad, sad, Johan. Um, it happens sometimes. Johan owns the, owns the station. So I just said to him, too bad, you know what I mean? He, he lives in London. I live in Wales. So what's he going to do, eh? He can't just run you and give me a slap around the face. Well, he wouldn't. He's too much of a beautiful man. Dan, thank you ever so much for a beautiful, amazing, amazing show. I'm going to catch you again, of course, on the circuit of wonderful networking in the, in the um, ECI, ECI and all those beautiful places. You have an amazing, beautiful day. Listeners, enjoy who you are. Get real, be real. And above all, live your life with authenticity. Love you all. See you this time next week. And boom, bye for now. Emotion.